zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and healthcare worker, Kat Molinari. How are you doing? Hello, hi, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. I've uh, taken to being too positive when people ask me that and they do not like it. (laughs) I am wonderful. And they're like, why? I just I just realized I said like I worked as a healthcare worker from home but what I meant was it's just like customer service <laughs> everyone will be like how does that work yeah well no I did that so I got a job with the NHS in the pandemic and then everyone just said kept saying I was a nurse and I'm like, how quickly do you think that they can train nurses yeah literally <laughs> I do admin I, I love your accent nurse I <laughs> <Yeah>. love it <laughs> what what do you what do you do in the in the current day job customer service wise so I haven't actually quite started yet but it's I've done like uh customer service with this one and it's doing claims and one of the things that put me off going into that role in the first place like the only thing that I was a bit like oh oh no I don't know if this is for me like because I really want to do it from home job but this one like it involves sometimes having to say no you're not covered to right. people who have cancer or like you know debilitating illnesses that desperately need treating and apparently that is once in a blue moon and so you know it's not every day it happens to you but that was just morally and just oh I can't I can't be that person come on no you know what I mean um but yeah apparently it really really doesn't happen often and so but I can't imagine though like what with I don't know what with private health care being more and more like probably more popular they're probably going to get worse at paying out I don't know maybe that's true that's just speculation though yeah that's I mean just- I Getting political <laughs> so soon. Yeah, <laughs> I know. To the show now, it's a fucking nightmare. I don't think. Uh, I think they're trying to make the NHS uh, so inefficient that uh, through defunding that everyone goes private, and then they can be like, "Let's do the American model." It worked so well for so many. That's li- yeah. That's literally. See, you know, that is literally what they're doing. Because if they just came out and said, "Right, we're selling off the NHS," and that's that, they know that they wouldn't be able to do that. There'd just be riots all over the place. Mm-hmm. So they're just gradually, just purposefully underfunding it so that people are like, "Right, fuck this. I'm turning to capitalism." Yeah. And then you know, and then like you said, yeah, it'll be like, "Oh, do it the American way." <laughs> like, just yeah. You know, Cut the population. <laughs> yeah, so, just let the poor die. What? Yeah, literally. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we got very dark very quickly, but that happens all the time. It here. happens a lot with me. <laughs> Rain it in. Um. What What's your worst job ever been? Oh, that's a toughie. But right, I think yeah, I think. Because because I hated it the most so I worked as a healthcare worker um during the pandemic uh, in an old people's home uh, with people suffering dementia now a lot of the work as it's true what everyone says like a lot of the work was very rewarding and honestly I would have easily stayed in that job if it wasn't for like a couple of the staff members Because in those types of jobs, what they don't tell you is that there's always at least one white middle-aged woman who has worked there longer than everyone else and therefore talks to you as if they as if they're the boss and as if they know everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, particular particularly with younger women. Yeah. Uh, and I can't stand it. It's always she's always called Helen. I know That's... I only know two nice Helens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> My sister's called Helen, but she's sorted. So she's Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? That you'd assume that there will be some kind of sisterhood. Oh. But there isn't. And it's so sad, isn't it? 
right exactly because you 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 right the patients like honestly everything else most things about the job were absolutely fine like you know obviously you would think that you know it's quite distressing dealing with patients with dementia and blah blah blah. and sometimes it is but if you've got like the right team around you it's fine but like it wasn't as much like that as I would have wanted yeah um and like yeah and I the the, there was one point where I actually complained about this one particular woman and the manager was like yeah we had a few people complain about her and I was like well well (laughs) what are you gonna do about it yeah (laughs) you're just gonna let her go around speaking to everyone like shit and like because I'll just ignore her yeah I will like, like no no we're, we're just going to keep the hemorrhage in staff so that we can keep this one person nobody likes on is that okay yeah because she's trained in a particular field that is cheaper for us yeah so, you know so yeah it's literally always something like that so that was like uh to be honest that was pretty much one of the only things that made it really difficult for me it's like I'm trying to do my job I don't need you watching me and like barking orders at me and stuff like that yeah. um and but oh, there was also again another middle-aged white lady um <laughs> I'm gonna I talk a lot of shit about them for someone who's <laughs> like fairly soon gonna be one yeah so I'm really I really need to make sure that you know that I don't turn into a Karen but um yeah there's there was this receptionist that works that works there and honestly and actually Tony Basnet has a bit about this about um like women who have kids that have left the nest and they're bored and they yeah. so they get a part-time job as a receptionist and they yeah and they're so fucking bored and they're like commenting on ev- on everything everyone else does and like proper busy bodies you know the one like and it's and it's so true yeah. and with this particular one like I started annoying her on purpose and calling her Karen when I knew her name was Julie and I was <laughs> like oh sorry I just I don't know what it is that makes me think your name's Karen <laughs> hmm, it's odd yeah like because she was very entitled so for example she'd if somebody spoke to her say in a rush or whatever it funnily enough it was only ever one of the healthcare workers though never one of the nurses or you know yeah. managers yeah of course, always one yeah. Of the, yeah always one of the healthcare workers always like you know uh so they'd you know say something to her in a rush or something and she's like I, 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 wait there whilst they're clearly in a hurry now wait there joseph now don't give me the funnies now i know you're busy and just talking to people and it's like he didn't say (laughs) like it's that self-importance and it's the it's that um it's that um entitlement that some people have where they expect respect but what they actually expect is to be treated like they're in charge that's their idea of respect but they don't give that but they don't even give the basic respect out to other people they get that sense of self-importance and I'm like you literally sit and do this like yeah. I'm right I'm wiggling my fingers sorry I forgot it's a podcast <laughs> um you, you probably don't want to see this anyway I look like ET honestly it's best that this is like just audio only um but I won't do those jokes um like but yeah honestly it's this oh what was I saying um yeah oh yeah it's yeah it's that it's just that self-importance and because when you're a healthcare worker and you constantly that's what I was gonna say rushing about running off your feet you know covered in like piss and shit and whatever and you've and you've got someone who's literally just sat at a keyboard and yes I'm sure what you do is important I know it's important but you're not breaking a sweat every five minutes to do it and you've probably got enough time to do it and I don't know it's just when you actually work a job where you're actually up on your feet it is so much hard work and it's like it does and it 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 brought out the worst in me because I don't (laughs) like looking down on people for what they do but that was exactly what I was doing I was like you literally sit down Karen sorry Julie (laughs) like that's it isn't it I think that um it's unfair that like my office job now pays me so much better than any job where I had physically demanding job on my feet 12 hours a day. It's, have you ever, yeah. it's unfair, isn't it? Have you ever had this thing happen where like you'll want to stay at your desk for your break um, 
Never. And that, or then like or even when yeah <laughs> okay fair but like sometimes say if like not a lot of people are in the office and you just want to sit you know like and you get told to go and take your break it's like I'm taking a break right now or sometimes it, or if you've been given like a menial task you just they're like take a break it's like well this is a break to me yeah and they don't understand yeah I've never uh I've always left immediately I believe in breaks yeah and I, uh yeah so I I fuck off the second I can do and take every moment of that break I'm entitled uh, to and come back well again. I take every moment but, of that break by make it by quickly sneakily making a brew like whilst I go off to the toilet if I'm physically in an office sneakily making a brew bring it to your desk then take it a break and then yeah. like sometime I used to just well some uh some places I work I used to just sit at my desk because I couldn't be bothered moving anywhere else like yeah it was it was something like that was a chore for me like what's the point in going out to eat my sandwich somewhere different and then come back in 15 minutes but then sometimes I get that some people do need their um you know their space away from work for 15 minutes looking at more, like a different set of walls or whatever yeah I think the only time I ever did it was when I nearly passed out because I got long COVID and I was like I'll eat here I think but um <laughs> aside yeah I always leave I think it's important to leave so yeah. with your was it the first time that you'd ever done care work during the pandemic? Were you it thrown was. in the deep end? Yeah, oh. it was. Yes, and I was very much thrown in the deep end. Oh my god, you get next to no draining. It's it, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Luckily, I, I was. I think I was decent at it, which I think I well, that was probably why I was quite upset to like just want to leave. It was literally the people, like yeah. just not enough of them worked as a team and stuff, which is down to some of it's down to funding issues and other just lots of other things so it's not me blaming anyone but it's that kind of like yeah I think I think I was yeah I think I was decent at it because um just yeah just actually sat and spent time like spent time with them spent time with the patients obviously you know really understood the meaning of like listening listening to their needs safeguarding obviously with being a child in foster care safeguarding is very important and you know recognizing abuse and things like that which obviously got that one down and so yeah um so yeah like so that was why it was a bit of a shame when I left but no I'd never done it before so I luckily though see I was in a fairly um uh fairly well compared well apparently compared to the others it was really good but that wasn't my experience of it but you know like I think yeah I think it was the nurses that made it like you know as good as it was but um yeah no never done it before and yeah would have found it really nice and really rewarded if it wasn't for literally handful of people yeah shame because honestly like people think oh god dealing with like you know personal care and stuff or and like you know sitting with old people all day I could never do that but honestly I did literally didn't give a shit I'm not for some reason I'm not squeamish like that at all like didn't know that and also yeah. wear a mask as well so it doesn't even matter like honestly all like the night shifts was fine some the night shifts actually worked better for me sometimes um you know and I probably could have worked the job if I'd have stayed on night shifts around stand-up really well because it was 36 hours uh, so that's like three 12-hour shifts during the night yeah like that's three literally three nights that's fucking piece of piss yeah you know um the rest of the times you're on yeah exactly (laughs) and um yeah but now I'm just like no maybe only a work from home double work where I'm just away from people like I don't know yeah yeah so because I can imagine it'd be quite intense being around people that that closely for that long yes uh well yeah especially when obviously a lot of them are trying to punch you in the face like (laughs) but uh, you know but at least now I know that you know like I'm able to give someone a shower whilst they're trying to punch me in the face (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably couldn't I don't know if I could fight you but I could give you a shower whilst (laughs) doing it it's a very (laughs) specific skill set (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly so um have you aside from this job any other horrible jobs that you think deserve an airing <laughs> yes uh oh where's the screen gone um ah oh my god are you there i'm here so jobs that need do you need to ask it me again for the 
No, it's all right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I worked at a cafe slash restaurant in Didsbury called Saints and Scholars, naming and shaming there. Don't go. The <laughs> chefs never wash their hands. Oh, um, I was once on shift when uh, a, I can't remember what it's called, like the a food service, a, a food assessor. You, do you know what I mean? Um, oh, they like come the, in with like their white coat and their hat and food hygiene people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, one of those that like Phoebe dates in Friends, where he like closes down the restaurants. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. Um, came in whilst I was on shift and um discovered like they didn't even keep soap by the sink in the kitchen. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, and like they used to sometimes smoke outside with like the kitchen door open sometimes, which is yeah, perfect, yeah, great. And yeah, like oh my god, it was horrendous. And they paid me. Uh, this is when I was twenty three years old, and they paid me five pound an hour. Oh my god, that like surely is illegal. It is. Yeah, it was illegal, but because it was cash and no contracts, and I needed waiting experience because nobody else would ever take me on because I didn't have experience. Literally, I could not get any waitressing work because I didn't have experience on my CV. And that was one of those things because I'm quite clumsy. I was too nervous to lie about on my CV because it's probably clear that I haven't waited on. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I needed one to just basically take a chance on me. So I was like, right, fine, whatever. I've got, an- I had, because I had another job at the time uh that actually wasn't really what I'd describe as a shitty job but it was like a uh yeah part-time job at the weekend just doing photography uh so I had that as well uh so I was like oh whatever for now it's fine for now type thing yeah yeah um paid five pound an hour they they would often um bring new people in for a trial shift quotation marks Mm. just as a new person that they could just give a trial shift to and then not pay them basically just bringing people in for free labor and they'd have them work like yeah yeah, they'd have them work like a whole like at least 10 hour shift i have had arguments with people over that when applying for jobs because i feel like i oh my god have i done waitressing and you know i just when people they'll they'll be like oh no it's normal this is just how the industry runs you're like no it's fucking not it isn't normal i got i did um a job interview for an agency and they gave us all the training that they needed us to have in the job interview it was a day so then if you couldn't do the training then you were out and I think yeah fair enough that because you're getting trained but not to just wander in no and wait tables for 10 hours for fuck no. all, like literally fuck all it's yeah. not fair is it it's one of those things, you know, within a couple of hours, whether someone can do it or not, really. Yeah. You know. And there is, and there is skill involved in it, um, yeah. but also there isn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, you can acquire the skill on the job. I think it's, yeah, I think it's mainly just stamina, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's required in any sort of service job is stamina, being able to stay on your feet and stay awake and function. But literally, can you function? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but no, like a lot of people can't do, like a lot of people, as going back to before, like a lot, and there's obviously like there's memes about this. So this isn't like my work, my observation, but like there's, um, you know, so many people who work, you know, really high paid, important desk jobs could never do a waitressing job or like a bartending job, whatever, like ever. Yeah. They just couldn't do it. They'd get tired after two hours. They'd get too impatient. They'd have a sensory overload or whatever, like, you know? Yeah. It's uh, it's really difficult work, isn't it? It is, it is genuinely difficult because it requires a lot of multitasking and a lot mm-hmm. of thinking on your feet and, um, you know, trying to adapt uh, the way you are to certain people. You know, you have to have people skills. Yeah. There's there's so many people skills you have to have. And obviously memory skills. I mean, I smoke so much weed now. I could never, you know, <laughs> wait tables now. Um, unless you want a brownie, hit me up. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> we but... deal exclusively in desserts here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey. without even knowing um yeah it's i i think there's loads of skills required i really yeah. do yeah 
So how long were you in that job and how did they fare in the food hygiene um, <laughs> assessment? Yeah. yeah, I think it, to be honest, I think it was literally over um, January until about April when I finally got myself like a full-time like desk job because I just was at a point in my life where I was like, I'm sick of working all the time, but actually earning nothing. Yeah. Um. So I just thought, well, I'll just get one you know, full-time desk job and whatever and just live my life instead of trying to fund an acting career that I then sort of gave up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Um, Just wanted a normal life for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it was so much easier. Yeah. So I didn't know you you were uh, an actor. Oh, only for a brief period, darling. To be honest, even when I was in drama school, I was so much more interested in stand up like we did a stand up module and I was like oh yeah this is this is actually more similar to what I want to do yeah um, and even like with that most acting I wanted to do comedy but it was I think it was realizing that most of your bread making work in acting is film and I wanted to do theater and right. unless you unless you're related to someone <laughs> <laughs> yes it's hard Just, yeah yeah uh, I like to play that game where whenever there is uh, something on television or uh, you go to the theatre, Googling the actors afterwards and uh, I'll be like, after an injury at prep school, yeah. <laughs> they decided to get into acting. Oh. And then you look and then you look at the audition fees for drama schools and you're like, oh, I think this makes sense. Mm. You're not allowed to have a job whilst you're there either. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. God, yes. So drama school is that's a really that's really good that you've that you've brought that up actually because yeah that this subject does need light shedding on it, mm. um, especially because I'm guessing that there would be like creatives listening to this, um, but you know yeah God, five days a week nine to five you're physically you're up on you're up on your feet you're doing voice work, you know, um, you're doing voice work you know sometimes acting to camera but it's most of it is just voice work voice work voice work it's most important you've got physical theater you've got ballet you've got singing you've got all this um yeah and so to then work at the weekend yeah it really takes it out of you um because yeah. yeah you've literally only got the weekend and so you have to choose between leisure and work and obviously like you know I worked every weekend so now all the popular songs that were out when I went to uni, I just think about working. I don't think, whoa, yeah. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of handing out key rings. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you handing out key rings? Yeah, in, the, in all the gay bars. So yeah. yeah, it was fairly, so like, that's another thing, like Manchester Gay Village, I love it, but it just reminds me of work. Oh no. All, all the time. Um, which that, then again, it's convenient for pride though. Like, because people are just like, okay, yeah, no, you can come in. That's fine. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's only because you've, it's because you've got like videos on your phone of them, like off the face in void like, yeah. and you know, their boss. So, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> good to have leverage on people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what we say on this podcast. Uh, whatever job you do, make sure that you've got something that you can, uh, yeah. blackmail your colleagues with yeah I made it go down a weird route didn't I <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah oh god yeah but drama school is so exhausting and I remember, I remember speaking to uh like my mates who went to uni and remember obvious it, do you know what it's it is f- a fairly similar argument into right this isn't me saying that actors work harder than law students or anything <laughs> like that right I'm not but. saying but what I am <laughs> But what I am saying is that you, most of the time, you can, when you're at uni, you can choose when you do your work. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for some people, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you've got ADHD, <laughs> that's terrible. Like, self-motivation, I get that. But yeah, I always, that's what I always envied is choosing when you can do your work. And then obviously, that's easier if you have a job as well around your student life. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, it always had to be the weekend. So I missed out on a lot of nights out. So I didn't, I feel like maybe I didn't sort of bond with like the rest of my class as well as some people because I was always working. Yeah. Um, like that was why I went so fucking mental on a one fucking weekend night out. I actually got, you know, got off. Um, yeah. So did you, 
sort of feel the class divide. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh my days, yes. So um our one of my friends um showed me a picture of a horse. Um one of the friends in my class, and I was like, Oh, what, what in this that's your horse in the stables. And I realized she was wearing pajamas and slippers. She fucking had her own stables and horses. <laughs> yeah, that was when I realized I was like, wow, like I've just moved from a housing association <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> oh, so like on the grounds of their house, they had a stable. Yep. <sighs> yeah, and their own courtyard and stuff like that. It's yeah. Wild, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it was just, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, like some people just don't know how privileged they are and it's just because they've not had to compare themselves to anyone else and that's fine. You know, me and my mate talk about it a lot about how, like, I'd say I was maybe like Jason Manford says, like muddle class just because of technicalities, but I very much, very, very much grew up working class because obviously I was through the system. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think a lot of middle-class people don't know that they're middle-class and they'll just casually talk about their second home in Spain as if that's something that everyone has. Yeah. Um, Because my mate, like one of my mates does exactly that. And I do have to remind him, babe, like stop. Because he sometimes talks about himself as if he's like your average Joe. And I'm like, oh, babe, no. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) So I also went to drama school, but I did the the technical course rather than the performing course. Like the stage managing. Yeah, like uh, so it was building scenery. But I just just asked that because it was um, certainly in my experience, if... I got about halfway through and I realised that if you wanted to get anywhere, you had to come from money. And it was a bit late in the day for me to have begun coming from money at the age of 22. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I was just wondering if if it was a similar sort of experience for you. Yeah, so, um, like, it's, it's really hard it's really hard to say this without sounding bitter or jealous because I'm actually genuinely really happy for everybody who has done really well in my drama mm. school. Like, but but yeah, there, there is money there. There is definitely family money. There's, you know, having parents in the performing arts industry um, that obviously help with the networking process, which is a big part of it. And yeah, and, and having family names and family connections definitely does, it certainly does get you, you know, um so yeah it, and that's but you know it's yeah it's hard to say without sounding bitter isn't it but it is it's, yeah yeah that and the I'm not secu- deny it. well no and and like the security of just being able to take a couple of unpaid internships to get mm. uh, experience and meet people oh absolutely being able to work you know for weeks on end day after day for a company just for the experience and not having to worry about your full-time job because you know maybe your parents couldn't subsidize or something like that you know that often does you know um does happen yeah and and also like and and to be honest you know like if if um you would do that for your kids wouldn't you if you could you would do that so you know like but it's but but the inequality does have to be acknowledged it I'm not cool if I say that you've got a well I suppose it's like Stephanie Black says like you know just because I'm telling you that you're privileged I'm not telling you that you're Jason Jacob Rees-Mogg yeah it's just acknowledge the advantages you do have type thing literally just acknowledge it that's yeah. in my opinion there's nothing wrong with having privilege as long as you acknowledge it yes as, and as long as you speak out for it to be better yeah because... like in my opinion just own it yeah because like you I do everything else <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> no it's true isn't it I don't think it's um it, it I don't think it, it is bitter it doesn't come across as bitter it's just because I think you two things can be true you can be happy for people who have made it if you will Mm. and I also think I wish I could have that yeah and it doesn't mean that you're like I want to take it from you no it just means that I wish that we could all do that I wish everyone had that opportunity yeah because even if I could have a horse in my house I wouldn't want it and that's okay (laughs) 
Have you seen, are you watching Love Island at the minute? I, I can't say that I am cat. <laughs> I won't babble on about it too much, but uh, Michael Owen's daughter like dated someone at the beginning of it, and when she said like she's got her own horses, her like part like partner she was coupled up with literally meant thought she meant like I've got a horse in my house. <laughs> it was like, how does that work? <laughs> oh, but oh, yeah, it stink yeah. on it. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad enough having cats. Yeah. So um, at what point did comedy come into things? Was it when, was it, was uni sort of your stepping stone into comedy or? Um, it was actually after, a, it was after I sort of worked just a normal job for a year. Um, Well, say normal. Yeah, it was like an office job, you know, just for a year. And then I was like, and then I sort of had a bit of a mental breakdown um and yeah. so uh I thought right what I'll do is um I'll pay for that comedy course that I've always wanted to do but never actually thought to do it because I don't know the first thing about writing comedy I don't know where to start and I and also I'm terrible at self-motivation so because obviously some people like you know speak about speak out against courses but for some people it, it is it's like I don't know how I would have motivated myself to get into it yeah, without maybe hate- taking a class yeah, I hate it when people are like, "Oh, you can't teach, uh, you can't teach comedy, you can't teach humor." Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's you useful can. for people. Yeah, it really is. And I love yeah. a course. You like, you're always learning. Like, if yeah. anyone's like, "No, actually, I've learned enough now," so like, you need to shut the fuck up yeah. and read a book. <laughs> oh, seriously though, just oh, stop thinking you're above it. You know, yeah. some for some people they are helpful. If they're not helpful for you, that's absolutely valid. But some people like me, you know, I'm really not self motivated. So I thought, you know, the only way I will do this is if I pay the money. And that's, you know, pay the 200 quid, you know, non-refundable because then I'll have to turn up and I'll have to make some material and make some funnies. Otherwise, I'll have wasted my money. And I'm not about that because yeah. obviously I grew up very working class. So, <laughs> like, Yeah. Exactly. So what was the course that you did? Uh, it was the Frog and Bucket course. Uh, it's uh, run still by um, Jeff Toomey and Dave Williams. Oh, Dave Williams is the best. Like sometimes now I bet like, uh, every now and again he like just helps me with the odd thing I'm like oh I'm stuck on this bit would you mind having a look I think I've only ever done that like once since finishing the course but he's always just so down to be like honestly and honestly like anytime type thing he is with like everyone who does that course he's always he's always really supportive um, he's so sweet isn't he as he well. is he's fantastic really good gag writer I'm, I'm one of one of my favorite jokes that and one of, gets one of the biggest laughs um is one that he helped me write oh, so a bit like oh but he's <laughs> like no it's in the delivery cat it's in the delivery I'm like oh, you're right I'm awesome oh. what <laughs> but <laughs> no and you get you get free tea tea and coffee and biscuits and um, if you walk in hungover with sunglasses on, earn a coffee in your hand 10 minutes late, um, he'll be fine and he won't shout at you. So Aww. it's always good. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what was the format of that? Was it uh, how, how long did you get? They did sort of do a showcase then at the end? Yeah, or? it was a showcase at the end. It was two hours every Saturday going over material. Um, Actually, Anna Thomas did the course. Don't know if, like, just yeah. basically as proof that fucking, you know, <laughs> they obviously do work. Anna Thomas is doing great, you yeah, know. They clearly do work, stuff. you dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, two hours every Saturday. Um, and, yeah, just going over your ideas and then, yeah, performing them to the group when you're ready. I obviously being such a drama school wanker was horrified that we don't do a full run through before the actual show <laughs> that made me have kittens yeah and like oh my goodness no you can't no you have to but you, you have to have a, a run through of the show no not even a speed run you, <laughs> sorry did you just say not even a speed run okay cool all right yeah great <laughs> like, just turn up and do it it's right it's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it went well though, yeah. Yeah. And then uh was that like did you at what point were you like, yeah, I wanna do more of this? Was it when you were like during the course or was it after you'd done the showcase or it wasn't until I'd done the showcase because 
I really wasn't expecting people to laugh at my jokes. It's really yeah. that simple. And it sounds so stupid, doesn't it? But hearing it out loud, because it's like, well, why did you do it then? Why did you do it? But obviously just doing your material for the first, I think obviously also because I was used to doing monologues to silence. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes a few gasps because my acting was so amazing. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> naturally. Um, yeah, so hearing laughter, it was that, whoa, what? like you can relate it's just weird for the first time and you know because you, you, you just think of them as stupid little ideas swimming around your stupid little fucking brain that no one's gonna no one else is gonna enjoy yeah and, and then it it just this sounds so wanky but it just comes to life so it's great yeah um, and you realize it's like universal experiences as well things that you think oh god it's just me that thinks like this it never yeah, is and and you have people coming up after you like about their experiences with it and you get to share those and like some people think that's wanky but I fucking love it like yeah, it's I'm like yeah tell me about it because mm. I love it when people can relate to stuff that you write yeah especially when it's like a specific story and people can still be like yeah no I get it yeah <laughs> so then what like what at what point did you think I'm gonna this is what I want to do I'm gonna go for this probably I don't know probably I'd say probably about yeah the end of 2017 so probably like after a couple of months of gigging I was like okay yeah no I want to have a good whack at this because yeah um think I'd be decent um and then I sort of got into pun writing as well and because I didn't know that there was a obviously a pun competition which I'm definitely gonna apply for next year yeah um so I remember having this it was actually uh, I remember having this friend in drama school that just always wanted to make puns and I think it's quite contagious because I sort of picked it up and sort of found puns everywhere like I yeah don't know, when someone tells you to look for red cars I guess you start seeing them everywhere and it was like I don't know I just sort of got into it and now I think about them like all the time <laughs> but like that's, I love her <laughs> that's yeah like but yeah, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, now I'm really quick with puns, but then, like, you'll call me on it, and then that'll be the one time I won't be. So. Yeah, yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah, always happens. Yeah, always the case. But um, you need. But I'm sorry. Go on. Oh no. Well, I was just gonna say that. So what? Um, had had the the acting already sort of come to its conclusion? Before? Oh, very much, very much so. Because, well, oh, it's. I think, yeah, like once I discovered stand-up, oh God, yeah, yeah. I was very much like, no, I want to be, um, I want it to be my writing. And mm. when people, because I've always enjoyed making people laugh in comedy acting. Um, but when it's my script that people are laughing at, that's that that feels really good. And, you know, and you don't have to say anything that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Like, for example, you know, like having to read a script that was obviously written by a Southerner and having to use the word yummy. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, there's, there's none of that. Now yeah. I can make fun of people who do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's the thing with comedy, isn't it? That all successes, but also all failures are your own oh lich yes and that's that's the bad part <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's like what's your best gig and what's your worst gig been oh god um okay my best gig oh I know this one I know this one oh um <laughs> obviously it was a laughing cows Manchester pride yeah uh, because it, most of the crowd were butch lesbians which is my crowd so yeah you found your um, people Surprised I didn't see you there, Catherine. <laughs> Referencing to your jokes. Yeah, it's uh, too far away. But otherwise, <laughs> you said before because you, you joke about that, don't you? That people mistake you for gay and whatever. And I, then when you talked yeah. about the stage managing stuff, I was like, "That's why." Yeah, yeah. Everyone like on paper, I am pretty gay as well, so <laughs> I can't be upset with people. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Get you through all the queues in Hebden Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> turn up in mid ducks, mid So that was and the worst gig. Sorry, yeah, uh, worst. Was, oh, <laughs> you know what? Um, my worst gig. Let me think. Uh, I'm just. This won't be my absolute. I'm trying to think. Sorry, was I supposed to? 
No, to be fair, I dropped this one on you. Oh, okay. So. I was going to say, because this <laughs> seems like a question I should know the answer to, but I think I've just blocked it out, you yeah. know? Um, Often but we that, do. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you one of my worst bits, though, and that was <laughs> it was at Hot Water, and it was being filmed, and you can totally watch it now if you wanted. Um, it was just a stupid bit where usually it works. It was just like where I make a reference to how I used to be a Jehovah's Witness and just do a do a knock-knock on the wall behind me and usually it makes like a nice knocking noise and just obviously it, I did it on like the plastic logo at a hot water this yeah. is my second gig bearing in mind and it just complete the silence oh, no. it was like I'd told a Hillsborough joke because <laughs> obviously this was Liverpool it was like I'd told a Thatcher and Hillsborough joke in one yeah it, the silence it was just, <laughs> it, they forgave me though a few lines later like they forgave me and all was forgotten but it was honestly the worst moment ever yeah yeah that's such a good room isn't it as well it is yeah exactly (laughs) I didn't know that at the time though so it wasn't too much of a blow because I didn't I I just you know I don't know why but you know when you sort of have those comedy friends that just get your gigs and like oh try this one try this one and you've got no idea what you're going into yeah just didn't really know how it worked at at first I, I just basically went anywhere that'll have me yeah yeah that was yeah scary yeah it's hard that beginning bit isn't it when you just go in everywhere and anywhere that's got spots yes yeah I mean I'm gonna start doing that again very very soon because obviously I do everyone's in Edinburgh so like try and get onto the the gigs that maybe wouldn't normally like give me a chance I don't know (laughs) that's my favorite thing about Edinburgh all of the good acts go away and then I'm I'm still here <laughs> just hoover up all the spots that I'm vastly unqualified for <laughs> but remember you're only not in Edinburgh probably because of class issues keep on well, the subject keep on the subject you're not yes. privately educated so you know I'm not that's why it's very expensive to do Edinburgh festival I saw a wonderful uh interview with Frank Skinner a few years ago on breakfast television where they were like so the the first time you did edinburgh festival you found all 300 pounds to do the festival it's like they're trying to like make him out to this real martyr and he was just like yep no that's not actually a lot of money it costs just that to register now for the brochure and they were just they were appalled that you might have to pay 300 pounds to do edinburgh festival <laughs> so it's more like ten thousand if you want to yeah. go all in <laughs> yeah yep exactly I don't know how people can afford to do it year after year as well Mm. like one would send me bankrupt so yeah it's it is it's yeah oh it's absolutely ridiculous and then like people respond to criticisms about it with things like well you know why don't um people make their own festival it's like well that's not the put why can't you just fix it now why can't you just fix this festival you're just deflecting you know what I mean yeah you're literally saying like why don't poor people like make their own resources that they don't already have and the with connections that they don't have and I don't know it's just you know you get where I'm going don't you <laughs> yeah well also I feel like the um capitalism has torn the heart out of the fringe because it was um you know if you look at how it began it was just sort of a lot of people turning up to the Edinburgh festival uh and doing their own thing on the fringes of it and now uh it's it's not that at all it's uh no insane it's 3,000 shows cost you 400 pounds to be in the paper brochure this year there wasn't an app it can cost you about three to five grand for your venue the same again for accommodation um yeah the app thing is I can tell you for certain the app thing is bullshit and like you don't even have to know that much about um you know software and everything like my partner's only just you know started a job in software design like it's only a few months in and his job is literally making apps yeah and he and he's like yeah there's this isn't justifiable they could have easily done it easily like there's just no way around it at all it's literally a way to pour more money into pr instead of give visibility to acts based on the location and whatever that's all it is it's just sneaky it's so sneaky and i'm sick of it 
Yeah. It is. So for our American listeners who may not know, uh, the uh, Edinburgh Festival, they had a, an app which was, um, it, you could put your location in and it would tell you all of the shows that were nearby um, when they got rid of that in favour of a paper brochure now, which means that unless you are actually looking for a big name act or, you know, someone specifically, you won't stumble upon shows that perhaps cannot afford uh, any kind of PR or advertising. Um, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. unfair. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mostly from London. What? Yes. They're coming up from London, I don't know. Bloody London. Because uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not paying enough to live down here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> what has your best job been? My best job. Do you know what? In terms of, do you mean in terms? Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna say, do you mean in terms of creative? No, just the, stick to the theme, cat. Well, no. Idiot. What? What? In whatever way? Oh, it could, could be jobs. No, uh, honestly, like, I, um, I think it was just because uh, I had a routine, and it was the type of job I didn't really have to think about when I wasn't working there um which wow that makes me sound horrible when you get it when you when I tell you what it is now it's gonna make me feel what you don't think about that you don't worry about that when you get home um I worked in an immigration firm basically at the height of Brexit when the referendum was just um so we're very busy it was a basically an immigration law firm and I just just absolutely loved it just job was job was easy enough I just as I said I'd just done waitressing so obviously any job was you know it was um yeah it was fine doing like lots of customer service and paperwork some paralegal work basically so just a really nice team really nice team of lawyers you know I I don't know obviously like you know some of the cases were heavy and whatever like god this is such a shit way of explaining it like (laughs) but I just I just loved the environment um just have yeah we were we were we all got on so well even though everyone was so so different yeah. like but we all just got on so well it was just a really nice work environment and it was a it was it was interesting as well um yeah. and it was really as it was also really nice to be able to call out racists during like you know, because obviously I don't know that I don't know nearly as much as an immigration lawyer, but I know I know enough about immigration to be able to call out a bigot. Yeah. And obviously with me just being a stupid fucking woman and obviously because you don't you say, people ex- would expect me to be stupid because I'm so hot. Yeah. And so, uh, I've, you know, of course. So <laughs> it, became, <laughs> it was really easy. And so that was the nice that was a nice perk. But no, it was just. Uh, like obviously I'm still friends with some people it's also handy to have a lot of lawyers on your side yeah um, absolutely. <laughs> as you approach adult life and you know and mortgages as well and stuff like that it's, it's always good to have to be friends with lawyers yeah um, <laughs> you know you re- you know when you realize that like you know when you realize that being like being nice to people accidentally like serves your purposes yeah it's like, I didn't do that for that I didn't do this for this reason but this is nice yeah actually. it did work out quite well for me <laughs> I don't know yeah yeah because it's quite a handy handy job to have <laughs> like, yeah but um yeah no I miss it like yeah. really really miss it I only left because the office moved to Oldham which is like I'm in Fellfield so it's just too far yeah gutted they even like obviously were willing to subsidize my travel and like you know to accommodate it but I've just it I enjoyed it but it was it would have it would have turned into a job where I was spending too much of my free time traveling and you know yeah yeah so yeah oh that's a shame so with um Brexit how did that affect things yeah so well obviously because there was so much uncertainty so p it um I guess people were probably motivated to sort out their visas sooner rather than later mm-hmm. with a, a, you know whatever kind of residency that they're they're eligible for and um also yeah it got it just opened my eyes as well to and um oh my goodness there was one who oh my gosh so this um old man who uh, wanted to bring his wife over from China said that he voted Brexit but didn't realise that it would 
be so hard to <laughs> bring his wife into the country. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's like, mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the entitlement and the ignorance. And honestly, um, yeah. <laughs> it, that reminds there was a, a beautiful story in a newspaper uh of, oh, I think it might have been via Twitter or something of uh, a woman whose parents had voted for Brexit and then were upset that they couldn't stream Britbox at their home in Spain anymore <laughs> oh for god's sake yeah <laughs> imagine admitting that you have Britbox anyway oh god I know it's embarrassing <laughs> I mean, except for the old school Corrie when you're stoned, it's really just... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how did you vote on the Brexit referendum? <laughs> I voted the right way. Sorry, obviously the left way. Yes. Like, yeah, don't worry, I, I am in. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I, I too hope to be in <laughs> again <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Not without it's going, but, it, you know, we've shown the world, haven't we? We've We've shown the world... Oh uh, yeah, we mean business by yeah. <laughs> destroying all of ours. It, it's the fact that it's the fact that people were um surprised that the you know like that the evil EU and whatever were going to make it so difficult for us and whatever. They're only doing that because we voted Brexit. It's like it doesn't matter. You it doesn't matter why they're doing it. You gave them the power to do it and that's the bottom line. Yeah, and also it you wanted to leave. Yeah. So, have you ever done paperwork that's easy? Yeah. yeah. It's never easy, is it? There's always going to be loads of paperwork to leave something. Yeah. You know, have you ever tried to get out of a contract early? It's a nightmare. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're doing, but it's the entire goddamn country. Yeah, exactly. We're paying through the nose, but with our like livelihoods. Yeah. This time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I am so ashamed to be from here. Oh my God, me too. Me and my sister went to Amsterdam and they were all like, oh, you voted leave. And we're like, we did not vote leave. No. <laughs> Shut your whole mouth. We yeah. want to stay. <laughs> I mean, they've definitely learned that that line would rile people up who weren't. That's definitely a line, you know. Yeah. <laughs> people are the under 40s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, they, they probably just want to see that reaction from you. They probably know, like, just from your age alone as well, like, that you, you know, you voted remain. Yeah. Like, they probably just want to see you be like, I did not, which is understandable <laughs> completely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would fucking do it if it was anyone else. <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah anyway i think that we're we're pretty much covered up to our time it has been a pleasure as always yeah, um same. what are you doing where can people find you what would you like to plug oh just i mean you can follow me on twitter for some nonsense it's just at cat molinari underscore um yeah my I, I should probably I can probably change my Twitter name back to Punalingus now though mm. now that I've transitioned jobs okay <laughs> but yeah so I can probably do that um I'm gonna be get, getting back to gigging fairly soon so Amazing. like you'll just you know see me just in the world on the internet that sounds wrong but like <laughs> just yeah yeah uh, like and soon. follow yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing well thank you so much uh for being a guest and thank you for listening Goodbye. yeah thanks for having me yay <laughs>